Does someone require my services? Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us again under the library. As usual, we will be continuing our Blood on the Rocks module with weird squeaking. And that is our homebrew adventure in the town of Bloodstone, written and created by our very own keeper. I'm your host. My name is Arthur. I will be playing Harold. Once again, Rick is traveling. Uh, he's going somewhere lovely, and we're jealous, so screw him. Uh, everyone else tonight is Chris as Bo, Emily as Florence, Wayne as Quentin, Scott as Yocker. Our keeper, as always, is the amazing Michael. Michael, take the reins. Hey, thanks. Uh Blood on the Rocks is a horror tabletop role-playing game set in the Call of Cthulhu universe. We do feature things like bodily horror and immature outbursts and strong language. Hey, fuck you. That was in... <laughs> What's this uh, about bodily horror? Yeah, things to make Scott crawl away and scream. <laughs> I, I think we can skip the bodily horror. No. If those things don't appeal to you or they're not appropriate for you, please tune away. But otherwise, we'd love for you to join us. And Emily will give you the recap of last week's episode. Hey. Great. So last week... <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh, I hate oh. jokes that I'm not in on. Sorry, Chris. Last hey. week, we began with Bo who was examining the body and specifically the boots of the man that may or may not have been Jack Crab. He almost cries with relief to find that they were not the boots that kicked him. It was not Jack Crab. Um, but he took the boots. They have the initials JW, a yellow stripe from toe to top to heel. And uh, they look like nice snake skin boots. Bo heads back to town, and as he is on his way, he feels the air shift around him and hears a beating sort of sound, and something big swept past overhead. At the same time, Yocker and Philip were also heading back to town, uh, with Philip on the spare horse leading his injured horse, and something swooped overhead over their heads as well. Philip was leaning forward, but Yocker got a glancing blow to the side that knocked him off of his horse. Excuse me, Nick. <laughs> um, anyway. There was a lot of glancing blows. Yeah, oh, so and who's, Phil saw... Who's Nick? Dick. Dick? A Rick? person who has an issue with burps, I heard. Um, anyway irrelevant to this episode. Philip saw the biggest bat he's ever seen, um, flies off towards town, shoots at it, misses but draws his attention, and then MacGyver's a flower tin bullet bomb. <laughs> While uh, Yocker shoots and hits. And um, I guess Philip got a claw to the shoulder. They eventually head towards town as well. At the same time, 
Quentin and Florence are looking into the left-hand hall of the basement of Gerald's house. We see it makes a Y, there's a purple glow to the left and darkness to the right, but we can see some of those same ceiling lights continue that way. They were just not lit. Uh, at this moment, Quentin raises his rifle and points it at Florence's head. And uh, he then shook off whatever was controlling him. He shared that he felt some force take over at that point. But uh, Florence demanded he give her the gun. She's very unsettled. She takes the gun, gives it to Harold. Quentin pushes past and, and goes down the purple hall. And as they all examine this room, it's purple because of the glow from tubes filled with purple liquid feeding into water of animal cages. The room is full of caged animals. And uh, this liquid is the same color as what Harold experimented on and also what Quentin drank in his shot from Marissa. Uh, Quentin also finds a small cylinder that produces light and Harold uh, approaches a couple of cages and tries to interact uh, with the animals in them. Um, Keeper, I don't know. It was what your description. I was trying to make this shorter. Keep you going. You read everything no, I wrote? you're not supposed okay. to read what I'm writing. I'm, I'm making <laughs> jokes about you while you're talking. I'm trying to make it short. Okay. Um, Pay so no attention to the man in front of the mannequin. That works so well, Michael. <laughs> um, Quentin leaves the room with the animals, shines his light down the right-hand side, and goes to explore he sees a large metallic object that fills the hall, both uh, height and width. At the same time, uh, Harold has peeked into the room behind the purple room and finds piles upon piles of bones. Luckily, there seems to be nothing obviously human. And um, Florence wants to go upstairs. She tells Harold she's going to go but he decides it's better to stick together. So they head up together and immediately at the top of those, that rope ladder, Florence turns around and pulls up the ladder, claiming that she needs to control the situation when she talks to, this is so distracting, uh, <laughs> uh, when she talks to Quentin, who she no longer trusts at all after he knocked out Gerald, stuffed the, weird little box down his throat, held a gun to her head. He's uh, acting very erratically. And uh, at this point, Quentin and Harold uh, hear a voice from the closed door to the living area whistling Amazing Grace. Gerald is no longer unconscious on the bed. While we are upstairs, Quentin has continued down this hall and hears a voice in his head saying, I already told you to leave. Uh, Quentin has a conversation with the voice and then freezes again. His body is no longer his own. He's holding his light to the wall about 10 feet high and glimpses tentacly appendages. And now the voice says he can't leave because he ruined everything. And there is a ear splitting shriek. 
from upstairs, Florence looking down the trap door, hears Quentin talking to himself and sees a big flash of light. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, back in town, Bo meets up with Philip and Yocker, offers Philip the boots that he took, because remember, he was shoeless or possibly had shoes that had been shat upon. He shit, yes, he shit in his <laughs> shoes. Uh -huh. So I gave him a, a shiny new pair. And they share their stories of the flying creatures, hear screams from town, and then they go to try to figure out what damage the creatures have done. In town, they talk to a woman that says they took him, and she's talking of her about her husband, who liked to whore and drink, and maybe she's not that sad that he's gone. But uh, Bo goes off to try to find out who else was grabbed. I guess I forgot to mention that the two creatures were had like human legs dangling from them as they flew past outside of town. And uh, Philip was maybe going to head to Body Bills. He was definitely going off in a different direction. Uh, which is That's good all I've because got. he's not here, so we can just say he's at Body yeah. Bills. It, yeah. Didn't Bo and I go off to? I remember we were riding like hell through town. Yeah, we were trying to uh, to catch up to, to the catch guy him, but the away. keeper said that they're going so he fast. Was just, okay, so that was how we finished. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, I mean, I think if we can. If we pause for a bit and give Harold, Florence, and Quentin a chance to resolve and then come back to town. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with that for a bit just because I'd like to get the party back together if we can. Absolutely. Yep. Or at and, least those of the, us that those of us that aren't murdered by Florence. Yes. And <laughs> I, you know, I noticed that part was left out of the There's line. no use delaying. <laughs> Quentin's well, we don't know he's dead. He's not dead now. Florence just felt threatened. But uh, didn't you say there was like a high-pitched shriek? Uh, that was in his head, I think. Oh, okay. You guys didn't actually hear it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was him doing... Uh... I can't do it like when um, Flanders mm -hmm. oh, screams on the Simpsons. Um, I think Florence is taking a, a very sort of Florida stand your ground uh, sort of attitude on her self-defense. <laughs> feeling cornered. Just wanted to talk. <laughs> so I killed him. Not yet. Maybe he'll get out. I don't know if someone points a gun in your face. Thank I, you, Bo. <laughs> I think that counts as self-defense. Well, I mean, Harold is now holding the gun. Well, I guess it. I guess the situation it has been well over for some time. See, yeah, I guess it depends upon the time span. It, yeah. Is it self-defense if it's like fifteen minutes later, or is that revenge? I I gotta say, Harold with the gun's about the least intimidating thing I can think of. He's <laughs> Which somehow, is why. Yeah, he somehow seems less intimidating with a gun oh, than without say, a gun. Like if Harold starts hearing voices and seeing stuff again, and decides to do something about it. Oh yeah, what if? I think uh, there's some potential. For damn some... it, Millie! Yeah, what if exactly. Millie used to love mayhem? Oh. I don't know. I, th I think Harold's pretty intimidating. <laughs> well. All right, so Quentin, should we jump in with you? Sure. All right. I need you to make a sanity roll. Okay. A nice 
Remember, if you die, you get to snuggle with Sarah. <laughs> oh, that's every night. Oh my god. I needed a 55 and a roll to 55. You got oh. it. Okay. So all of a sudden, right, you're you're you were kind of frozen and you were caught with your flashlight shining through these tentacles, right? And you saw some lengthy arms, and then all of a sudden your mind is exploding out of your body. It's racing. Like mushrooms. And no, 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 no. Mushrooms <laughs> would be way too slow, way too easy. You feel like you want to vomit, but there's no, there's, there's no tie between your brain and your body to actually throw up. And your, your mind is speeding through time. And you see humans de-evolve into apes and then you see the apes de-evolve into little winged organisms and dinosaurs appear. And then all of a sudden there's a blackness and the whole earth goes black. And as it does, there's these figures on the horizon that kind of give a blue glow to the whole earth. And you realize that they're beings and all of these beings are at war with each other. Mm. Um, you lose four points of sanity just for taking this little trip. All right. While you're doing this, is there anything you, you, you're, you're able to steady your mind? The trip itself is pretty pretty harsh on the brain but you're really able to study yourself and you realize that you can move through space and time with your mind right now mm. huh. is there anything that you wanted to direct your mind to while you're moving through space and time uh I'd like to pause at Chickamauga actually no I was going to say it hasn't come up yet but uh, Quentin has a fascination with Moby Dick and he always keeps a copy in his pocket Okay. and it hasn't come up yet and so uh he knows it's fiction but uh, he's fascinated with the whole concept of that and where herman melville may, may have gotten the idea uh, so he wants to that's where he's drawn like this whole thing he's just sucked into uh moby dick in the story maybe that's what's keeping him together okay make another no. sanity roll 28 okay your brain zooms forward back in history, right? You see the the dinosaurs uh, recreate. You see a meteor crash. You see them disappear. See ice ages form. These mammals start to walk on land, right? You go all through this whole evolution of humans. And then all of a sudden, you're sitting at a table with Herman Melville, and there's a candle lit. Nice. <laughs> And uh, that, now this one's out of left field for me. Where where did Herman Melville live? Um, actually, I'm not sure of that one. I'll have to do anybody, a little research on that. I believe anybody in know New uh, England. They have a museum. Yeah, they have a museum. Uh, uh, Martha went to. There's this ship where I think it's annual where they do a reading of uh, Moby Dick. 
Okay. And they, they like stay up all night and they pass the book and each person reads it. So it's got to be on the okay, Atlantic yeah. somewhere. It's like New York, Albany, and Pittsfield. Okay. So Pittsfield. what's a Herman Melville accent going to be for me? Somebody give me a Herman Melville accent so I can be Herman for, for Quentin. I think it would just be ge generic. Uh, yeah, New York. East Coast. New Yorker. Yeah. yeah. New York. All right. What yeah. are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, you. I have to get my accent. And I said, you, you, you can, you can see me and and hear me. Uh, this, this is so incredibly odd and fascinating. But uh, I, I have... ideas come from the oddest of places, and I don't know. You, you seem strange. But I'll talk to you. And I said, uh, and I, 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 I go, I go to my chest uh, breast pocket, and, and it was a small edition. And I, I reach for my copy of Moby Dick, that was incredibly popular at the time, I do believe, if I read correctly. And uh, I see if it, is it there? Yeah. Okay. And I and I I look at it, and I'm like, and I realize that time has done really odd things. And I said, this book, it's written by you. And I and I, I I'm kind of thrown. I said, have is and i i hand it to him and i said uh i said this book called moby dick and a, you, a great idea you mind if i steal it and i was gonna say <laughs> it's just well he um, died in he died in 1891 so oh he just oh. recently died right aren't we yeah. in 1891 yeah yeah so we were right on the cusp of him his demise and so okay and so uh I asked him uh, I, his inspiration for Ahab and uh, and um, his quest for looking for this whale and uh, what his, if it related to something in his life, which you know, I don't, it doesn't matter if you know or not. So I'm I'm cool with that. And I just want to ask him that and some of the intriguing things what which made him uh, write this incredible novel. And. He doesn't respond to the book you put in front of him mm -hmm. or to anything like that at all. Um, he only responds to you as if you're a voice, right? And not a physical being. Oh, okay. And, and he says to you, what book is this that I wrote? I said, the, one of the most incredible uh, novels ever written, Moby Dick, about the great white whale and, and Ahab's quest to defeat it. And and as you say this, he takes a he takes a quill out of a stand and and a piece of parchment and he writes, Moby Dick in large letters on it. <laughs> and he says, "Tell me more about this this whale you speak of." Well, they call me Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> and so he writes that down as as the first letters or the first words on the paper. <laughs> and there we go. And. Uh... And then I say, it's, uh, of course, it's, uh, it's, it's from your hand. You know, you must know everything about it. It's this great white whale that this captain, this whaling captain is, must defeat, but it's also an awful lot of symbolism wrapped into it, uh, religious and otherwise, which must be wrapped into your whole life. And the, the way you put it down on the paper in this novel and in the whaling industry and all the details when I was working in those and, and the whole and the whole time you keep talking, he just keeps writing, oh. and um, and he oh. has he has a little liquor on the side that he keeps pouring 
<laughs> and drinking from and as you talk he just keeps writing okay and uh, i actually mentioned that i says when when i would be in the hospitals working with the patients who were losing limbs and dying i would pull out the book and open it to a random page and just read it uh to lose myself in it which seemed to ha has happened just now i was in some sort of situation which is, isn't coming back to me at the moment um but i thought of i thought of this book and here i am talking to you and this is most incredibly odd um but maybe it isn't maybe i've been here the whole time and so uh, okay florence where are you're you're next to the bed right i was looking down the trap door which is okay. beside the bed yeah and as you're as you're looking down you um you see a beam of light come th mm -hmm. through the tunnels and you start to see quentin and he's shining his light up at you quentin you're still with you're still with uh herman your buddy herman melville um as you see this beam of light come down the hallway, Florence, and then Quentin um, shines it up in your face, kind of hits you in the eyes, and he says, Oh, hey. Hey, Quentin. Uh, do I? No, no, you're, you're, I'm with Herman, yeah. You're with Herman. Okay. Quentin, can you hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think I'm ready to come back up. Okay. Can oh, no. we talk first? This is not good. And and in his best Quentin voice, give me your Quentin voice one more time. I'll try and imitate it. <laughs> um, to be or not to be, that is the words of Quentin Berry. Yes. Yes, of, of course I can come up. Of course we can talk first. Of of course. What? Why wouldn't we talk? Quentin, you've been acting very erratically, and it is making me uncomfortable. Well, what do you find erratic about me? Can you explain to me why you knocked out Gerald? What? Why? Why? Of course I can. It was a matter of preservation of us. He was acting quite odd, almost dangerous to us, and. I, I merely wanted to protect the group. Hey, Harold. I wish I had some popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right here listening. Are you? I okay. Um. Oh goodness. I mean, I can't leave him in the basement. That's just ridiculous. But, uh, Quentin, what possessed you? to draw a gun. Oh, good word. <laughs> uh, I had a moment of irrational illogicness. I, I can't explain. I think there's something evil down here and I, I would really, I would like to get away from it. There's a presence down here. It, it overcame me. And how do I know that presence will not overcome you again? It, it was moment. You're fine, right? I, I did not. I didn't bring any harm to you. But you so easily could have. 
But I, I didn't. It was, it's the presence down here. You're not going to leave me down here to be overcome by it. I'm not. I've just never, I've never had a gun to my head before. I never well, felt so powerless. I don't want that to happen again. And I apologize. You can keep my gun. Just please lower the ladder so that I may leave here. Okay, so uh, it's my gun to begin with. Um, uh, also, I, I don't think illogicness is a word, so I, I'm making, I'm getting a little worried about you. And also, Florence, how in tarnation have you lived in Bloodstone so long and never had a gun pointed at you? That's pretty amazing. Well, you know, I've only lived here for six years. I guess I've just been lucky. Boy, then I'd think you'd had 20, 30 guns pointed at you in that amount of time. I barely go a month without a gun being pointed at me somewhere. You know, people tend to like me. Well, that's true. Oh, zing, Harold. <laughs> Ouch, that, that does sting a bit. But, but I get your meaning. You are quite nice, and you are a lady and all. I can be off-putting to some folks, so maybe that's it, but... It seems pretty remarkable. I don't know. Anyway, I I've just, we... I've never had, I've never had such an experience before, and it really threw me, and Florence, I... Florence, Florence, I'm still down here, and there's still an evil that I would like to leave from. Could I please come upstairs? Uh, could you what is this describe evil? evil? I, I, I don't know. Did y'all feel entirely comfortable down here? It was a, a presence, a, a heebie-jeebie, if you will. I mean, it was a phrase. little odd in the basement, <laughs> but I did not feel a presence. I do understand a heebie-jeebie every now and then, that's for sure. Uh, and Could I, we I debate this when term. I'm upstairs? Would you, would you please lower the ladder for me? I'm going to let this be your call, Florence, because you're uncomfortable, and, and I, I certainly trust your instincts on this. And... I mean, I'm uncomfortable, but I can't leave a man in the basement. Okay. Well, how about this? You uh, you uh, throw that ladder down, and and I'll 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 keep the uh, I'll keep the gun handy just in case Harold gets a little wacky. Or sorry, in case Quentin gets a little wacky again. <laughs> Harold might get a little wacky every now and then, but he's not shooting anybody. No. Quentin, of course we're going to let you up. You just oh, have wonderful. to keep in mind that we don't know you. You are new to this town, and if you continue. To act in this way, uh, I, we can't be expected to trust you. But, but I give you my word. Well, that's fine, but I wish I didn't need your word that you wouldn't shoot, point a gun at my forehead. Um, I, I noticed that you gave us your word, but not your word what? Uh, what, what are you agreeing to there, Quentin? I give you my word that no harm will come from these hands. It's still a bit vague, but I, I, I think we're getting closer. <laughs> remember, remember, I was I was almost kicked to death, so you might want to expand that promise to. Okay, never mind. That's fair. Nor the butt of a rifle, nor any other thing you could use to do harm. No, absolutely not. I was just my. I, I had a flashback from from the time in the war, and I was I was merely concerned for you two. Really, the the pointing of the gun at your head. 
I, I can only apologize profusely for... How does the pointing of a gun at my head express your worry for me? It was not my action. There's a presence down here, and the longer you leave me down here with it, the more susceptible I am to it. You're saying you lost control of your own limbs? Did you not you feel not it down here? not in control of your actions? Do you not feel the spirit, the entity, the, 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 the malfeasance that's, well, overcoming? You see, Quentin, we have a problem. Because well, it's the only problem is the longer you leave me down here, the more susceptible I am. I'm vulnerable. I have no weapons. I have nothing. I don't believe in a, a feeling, a presence. I believe in what I can see, what I can touch. Okay, he very convincingly takes a revolver out of his jacket and holds it by the barrel and hands it up towards you handle first. He says, this is my wood. Where did this revolver come from? Is it special? That was the rusty one that I pulled off of the uh, guy who was shot in town by our suspiciously cloudy Pete, Pete, Pete the poet. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's very meaningful to you is what you're saying. <laughs> this, is, this is the only firearm I have about me. Here, I, I surrender it to you as, as, uh, as my word. Okay. Harold, I'm going to let the ladder down. Okay. I can't you, leave the gonna, man. Are you going to take the revolver? I'm going to take the revolver. Okay. Good. So, I'm so you take the revolver. He does that. Okay. Quentin, as you're talking to Herman, is there anything else you want to talk to Herman about? Or, um, so, so time is not, mm -hmm. is not equal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so no. you could, you could, um, in fact, you you start to feel make another sanity roll. Got it. Forty two. Okay, so you only take a couple points of sanity damage um, because of the the way that uh, time starts to feel around you is kind of like silly putty. It has mm. this elasticity to it, and it moves and it takes impressions off of what's going on and it seems to be imprints that reverberate through time and several iterations so not only what you're doing now do they affect the herman Mel melville of history but they have they affect herman melville's of several histories mm. and 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 it really starts to mess with your head is there anything else you would want to do quentin yes i uh, mentioned to him that I, I always wanted to turn moby dick into a play <laughs> That was my fascination uh, to do that. Um, and then I also mentioned, because I think I have a vague recollection of some horror that I saw not too long ago and before I twirled into this strange realm of twisted time, and I suddenly sensed that my great white whale that I must pursue is the monst monstrosity in that basement. Okay. And so you're, you're describing the tentacles and he starts writing about a fight with a great squid, a giant squid and Moby Dick. Mm. Um, you can, you can almost, it's funny you're facing him, but you can simultaneously see everything that he's writing. Um, Did you just travel through time and meet Herman Melville and then ask him to read your screenplay? 
<laughs> yep. I've been writing it in a coffee yeah. shop for ages. Yeah, tell them there's got to be a car chase in it and lots of explosions. <laughs> okay. Uh, Florence, you're lowering the ladder. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. backing up uh, with, you know, gun raised. Okay. I feel a little weird. I really, somewhere, somewhere in that conversation, I wish I had remembered enough game mechanics to ask if I could roll for, like, insight or something so, to so see if I get a sense. Go here's ahead. one thing. If we pull out of the game for a second, you never have to ask about mechanics. So just, well, I just mean that I forgot that was a thing I could do as we were having the conversation. Yeah, but at any given time, don't worry about the mechanics. Just say, I'd like to know if he's telling the truth or something like that, and I'll tell you if there's a role that fits that or something like that. So just do what you would normally do. Um, I know. I'm saying I wish I had thought to ask you for a role. I wish I had thought to check some sort of, like, do I believe this instead of just being, like, caught in the character saying well i i have to believe this because why wouldn't florence believe this you know yeah you can you haven't let down the ladder yet you can roll on it so does does florence feel like this quentin is the same quentin that she was speaking to previously does so florence... roll, for, roll for psychology no. okay that's he was fine. he was very persuasive though when he handed you the gun. Yeah. He's much yeah. more well adjusted than the previous one. I actually got it. What'd you get though? Um, a regular success. Okay. So um I you're a little off put by the fact that yes, he he raised a gun to your head earlier, but his actions of handing the gun up to you were most persuasive. Okay. Okay. There's something I... in the back. There's something in the back of your mind that's saying to you, "It's not quite right. It's not quite right," but you don't know what it is. Okay. Then I let down the ladder. Okay. And so Quentin climbs up to you. Quentin, make a D10 roll. Six. Actually, give me a D100. Let's just do that. Oh, no, 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 no. We'll stick with this. He found something more interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. As, as Quentin gets up to the top and on the floor with you, um, he starts talking. He starts talking to you about Herman Melville almost incessantly and Moby Dick um, almost like your Herman Melville there's a very clear like cutoff right there was there was Quentin down in the tunnel talking to you and now all of a sudden he's rapidly talking to you about Herman Melville um, and make one last sanity roll I'm sure Florence has read uh, Moby Dick, if it was... Oh, that that's popular. probably true, mm -hmm. yeah. 17. Wow, look at you. All right, let's see. Okay, for you, 
only two more points of sanity damage as you're ripped out of the space-time continuum, right? You're like talking to Herman Melville. Um, you're reading this. You're you're almost in kind of like an ecstasy as you're as you're re watching him write the first pages of Moby Dick. You're yeah. sucked out of that. You're thrust into oh, your body. Man. You see the visage of um, of Florence and um you're you're just incoherently going on about melville and then uh you you pass out okay and you take uh did i tell you you take two points of sanity damage with that mm -hmm. yeah okay all right what in the world was that <laughs> you just gotta not look at chris <laughs> Shit! What did I say? What did I do this time? Uh, were you caught by Chris's visage? <laughs> God damn it! I tried to let it go. It happens every time. Have you gone to a visage parlor? <laughs> Chris for like five minutes after I thought you guys it. had that man I thought you guys had it we really tried we really Nothing tried was happening. it and was a I, feedback loop it was... I saw your smile <laughs> I looked down at you and you just had this little smile and then I smiled a little bit and then you smiled I more. know it's contagious <laughs> it got worse and worse yeah. you know the only pleasure I get is that you're all gonna die eventually yeah yep <laughs> oh it's all right, Scott. Sorry You've got derail. your blunder. Scott's over there. He's like, I can't say too much or it's going to come back and haunt me. <laughs> I don't remember. What do you do? It's all right. We'll hold on to it. We'll let it. We'll let it. <clears throat> okay. Oh, my you... God. Harold, Wait, help what me. are you going to hold on to? Okay. Your little mistake. Your, your little visage. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Florence, what, what, what you want there? I was just gonna say, help me, help me, uh, move <laughs> him to the bed. I, he's passed out. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I was distracted by <laughs> a mispronunciation and trying not to okay. laugh. Quentin started babbling about Moby Dick and passed out on okay. the floor. Um. Oh, geez. Isn't isn't there a Gerald loose someplace in here too? I. Yeah, you heard the whistling. Holy smokes! Uh, we we got a a problem here. All right, well, he, why don't we just try to wake him up? Quentin, I'll, I'll go over and give him a little little backhand slapping, you know, a little, <laughs> a little low Mary. You got a first aid a little, little there? You want to do with thing. that? No, I want to. <laughs> I want a three stooges him. What's the roll on that? Uh, <laughs> make a stoogery roll. <laughs> you know what? Make a constitution roll, Quentin. We'll put it on you. Okay. All right. Actually, my constitution's really pretty darn good. Fifteen, and I uh, out of seventy-five, so that's a super crazy hard success. And he starts coming to, and his eyes kind of flutter open, and I'll immediately uh, back up. As, what do you start mumbling about Herman Melville there, Quentin? Uh I was like, I was just going on about the whale. The whale, the whale. You almost have the whale. 
<laughs> okay, I'm, I, I'm just going to put a hand over his mouth. Um, the world! The world! The Pequod! Oh, it's my own. Quentin, you have to be quiet. Why? Oh, I'm back here. No, no, Listen. Quentin, you have no idea where you are. Okay. I know I'm not with Herman, though. Yes. But you so have I, no you have no recollection of where you are at all. But I am I would be disappointed then because that would have been pretty amazingly fascinating. And all of a sudden, if I recollect I'm not there, it's like, oh shit, oh crap. Yeah, I was really <laughs> expecting poppycock, but okay. Oh. Or bollocks. Bollocks. Fun. Okay. Oh falderall. Oh saltwater taffy. Oh bizarre. Shh. Let's listen. Do we still hear the humming? The oh. humming? Oh, whistling. Sorry. Oh. <clears throat> Amazing um, grace. No, the the whistling has stopped. In fact, as uh, the whistling, uh, make a intelligence roll. Thought it was the Camp Town ladies. No, no, nope, no. Definitely no, was not. No. Absolutely not. That's a regular success. Okay. Uh, there's something odd about when the whistling stopped and started, but you can't quite put your finger on it. So right now when I shushed them, we hear nothing? Right. No, like, clattering around or we hear nothing. Well, make a listen roll. Okay. I rolled an eight. That is an extreme Ooh. success. You hear somebody moving around in the next room, which you would presume to be Gerald. We're in the bedroom. The door to the kitchen was open. The door to the living area was closed. He's in the kitchen? No, no, he's in the, sorry. He's in the living room. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is the front room of the house? Yeah, where yeah. we entered. Okay. Quentin, you're also simultaneous fe simultaneously feeling an intense urge to uh, urinate. <laughs> go help the amputees. Mm -hmm. You're really confused, right? Like you're you you think you're back ah. in the war, and okay. you're feeling an intense urge to go help the amputees. You've become unstuck uh, from time, like Billy Pilgrim. Hmm. Is there a back door out of this structure? Uh, no. Okay, so there's only one way in, one way out. Yeah. I don't think in that passes. I don't think that passes code. Nope. Gonna need some egress windows. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can Quentin stand? There is there is a small window out the out the back in the kitchen. That's probably, oh, like what would that be? Like a foot and a half by a foot and a half. Oh, oh. Harold's pretty skinny. <laughs> <laughs> He's sort of a beanpole, but not terribly dexterous. Um, 
All right. Well, I I think we're gonna have to go back through the house. We yeah. We have to. Yeah. We, we should leave. I, I and I hear Gerald. I hear movement. I don't know how he will react to seeing us. Okay, well, uh, you know, we, we both got firearms and, and uh, uh, we're prepared to use them, so you keep you keep that one there handy. Uh, and maybe you should keep Quentin in between the two of us so that we can okay. you can keep an eye on him and I'll go first. I know this this might seem like not the most important thing right now, but as we pass through that front room, if you see the journal that Gerald was taking notes in, please grab it. I will try as well. I would like to have that. Okay. I'll do my best. Okay. Is there anything in here that we that we should grab before we go? I think it, it might get a little fast and furious once we go through that door. Uh, I just, I want the journal. Okay. Quentin, are you ready for this? You haven't said much. Quentin, make a pow roll. Okay. What about the blender? Oh no, uh, that thing's dangerous. Out of sixty, oh. and you got the power roll. Wow. Got okay, it. you're good. Keep going then. You can answer, Florence. So, what was the question, Florence? Are you, uh, are you ready? You haven't said much. So that's where uh, he's lost in. He's lost in the book. And uh, I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to use a quote from, I said, you've shipped, have ye? Do we know what's going on with Quentin? That Do, like, do we get any of these references? Make an intelligence roll. Yeah, if you've read the book. Okay. Yeah. Florence has probably read the book, but maybe this role will... Uh, yeah, the, said, this uh, role's whether Pequod, she... Oh, extreme success. Yeah, you're there like... You so okay. you're, you're right on. You're like, he's okay. quoting Moby Dick. I got a regular success. You just I, did the yeah. Cliff's notes. Yeah. Harold, yeah, you know that he's quoting literature of some sort, and Florence is able to pinpoint. She's able to say almost what page it comes off of. And then uh, I say I, I say to her then, and it's it's a little twisted then, they think me mad, Florence does, and Harold, but I, but I am demonic. I'm madness maddened. Quentin, you were very clear when you were in the basement. And now I don't know why we're talking about Moby Dick. What uh, what happened? Do I recollect talking to her from the basement? Because that wasn't... Nope. Okay. And I look at her um, confused and I say, talking to you from the basement? I said, I, I, was with, at, I was at a desk with Herman Melville talking about his book as he was writing it. I didn't talk to anyone from a basement. Ah. Uh. And remember, you need Let's... to go help the amputees. You're feeling urgency right now. And I said, mm -hmm. uh, I said, the wounded, are the wounded, uh, they need, they need care. They okay, need well, care they're, they're, okay. they're right outside, and we Let's, need to go yeah. through that that room over there. And there's somebody who might try and stop us, but we need to get through that room and out the door in order to get to the people who need your help. I said, if they're that way, then let us go. And uh, I was like, Quentin is a man of action, and so he stands up <laughs> and. Towards the door. Okay, you stay between us. I'm gonna go first. Uh, so I'll quiet as quietly as I can. I, walk I, toward that door. Uh, and I put my hand on Harold. Is Harold? What size are you, Harold? Like, uh, are you a big tall. guy? 
Tall oh, you are? Okay. Tall but dude. he's str string beanie. Yep. Okay, because uh, um, Quentin would would want to push you aside, not like a paladin would at this point, and he wants to protect you. He says, no, there is something afoul of this, of this place, below and above. Uh, I will go first and uh, tempt fate myself. Uh, no, I, I prefer you don't. Uh, I, I've, I've got the firearm. It's you're just fine, right in between the two of us. And I'm gonna and start. I, and I look at him. I said, "Firearms, I firearms cannot kill this evil." And uh, I, I said, uh, I, "I grab him forcefully by the shoulder and try to push him backwards for, for your own safety, my friend." I would just like to lay a hand on Harold's what upper whatever shoulder and just say, "Let's let him go. Let's get out." Okay, Lawrence and I like, open the door. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> I open the door and stand aside. Okay, and so my, my sense is that I need to get to the amputees, uh, the ones who have been maimed. Uh, and so I go out of the bedroom. Was in The bedroom went into the kitchen, if I remember correctly. Yep, yep. And then in the kitchen, there's the device, which uh, unfortunately Harold lost the tip of his finger in and all that such. And uh, there would be the door to the main room, which is that open or closed? It's closed. And I said, oh, my friends, come forth. I said, the door to the, uh, to the door out of this wicked place is closed, but we must step forward through it. And I said, follow me, do not be afraid. And I uh, push the door open and step into the room. Okay, as you do, hmm. there's a figure, right? Pretty much the door swings open and then there's a figure right to your right behind, uh, there was a main desk right like a desk area with experiments on it mm -hmm. and like light mechanical kind of things um and you don't recognize him quentin but uh harold and florence you would it's gerald and gerald's standing upright behind the desk and he has a pair of tongs and he has his head cocked back oh, and he's God. placing the pair of tongs down into his throat <laughs> and you uh, uh Quentin, you hear these awful gagging sounds, right? Just. Hmm. And I, I saw you, Scott. Go, go, go. So and at he, this point, he has uh, these Quentin, down his Quentin, throat. Uh, so if Quentin doesn't know who it is and has no recollection from the past, Quentin would actually go forward and use his, uh, his nursing abilities from the military if someone's choking and would go forth and grab his arm and the tongs and say, I'm helping you. And then would attempt to pull out whatever obstruction is in his throat, because that would have happened with the uh, soldiers dying and gagging. It would be a horrible thing. Okay. Uh, while this uh, is give... happening and they're both distracted, I'm going to look for the journal. <clears throat> okay. Give a Quentin, give a first aid roll. Harold, give me a spot hidden. This always goes really well. Yeah, I know. Can I also I just, spot hidden since I was asking for the journal? I'm just waiting for one of you to hit a rotten board and fall Holy through the floor. Holy shit, that was really close. But can I also spot hidden? Did you 95 it? I 92 would it. Wow. All right. Can you hear me? Wow. Can I also spot hidden? Can can I? Should I keep ignoring her? Yeah, you should. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Michael, I'm rolling you, a spot hidden! Michael, can you roll for misogynistic prick, I, please? <laughs> I got a s great success. What's the middle one? <laughs> Strong success. Hard. It was a very Hard success. great success. <laughs> great success? Yeah, it's yeah, the terminology doesn't make sense to me. Hard? Extreme? Hard. 
It's like it sounds like beverages, you know, hard. Uh, I'll have a hard extreme. I'll have an extreme <laughs> beer, please. Extreme caffeine. Okay. All right, Florence, what were you looking for? The journal. The journal that he was taking notes in when we were talking to him before. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so as as Harold is, like, bumbling about. Yeah, did I find like, something oh. completely unrelated and, like, grab some book <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything? <laughs> Harold's, like, spread eagle on the floor, just, like, padding and kicking around, <laughs> and he's making his way to the front door. He finds a loose nail. Um, otherwise, keeping it. Um, Florence, as, as you're trying to avoid Harold, who's spread out all over the floor, uh, you do see um, there was a, a gap where one of the floorboards didn't quite meet the central workbench. And the the book is down in there, and you're able to put it pull it out. Okay, I'll pull it out and stick it in my bag, and slowly move towards the front door. Sounds good. Do you let Harold know that you found it and that we can go? <laughs> or do you yes, me... Harold. <laughs> Harold, I got it. Quentin, how was your first aid roll? My first aid roll, I actually made it. Okay. So um, he oddly kind of relents and lets you help him um there's these horrible gagging sounds that only somebody of your experience could even tolerate right because it sounds like you're choking him to death um his body though um unlike anything you ever experienced in the war right you've had people try to like reach out and choke you when you've removed objects from your throat you've had people try to punch you um all kinds of like violent um uh, responses to you trying to do these really painful procedures on them his body he manages to stand there and his whole like head neck shoulders and arms just go limp while you pull it out and you you pull out a small metal box uh covered in blood and saliva and um uh give me a dex roll dex Mm. Yeah. That I do not get. Yeah, so you knock out his front tooth as you're pulling it out. Uh, he closes his mouth a little bit, and the front tooth comes popping out, oh. and, and you don't know where. It rolls across the floor somewhere uh, with the box. And then the um, as soon as the box comes out of the mouth, uh, his whole upper torso comes alive again. He grabs the tongs from your hand. And I was going to say, uh, and I calm him. I say, calm, my friend, because, uh, you know, patients would have done that all the time. And I, I pull the tongs back and I said, calm, you need to sit, my friend. You, you're you ill. I said, uh, this horrific, uh, horrific uh, wound of yours. I said, perhaps, I, you know, it, I pulled musket balls from uh, people. So it's, you know, and I said, where is the entry point? How did this get in you? And uh, I said, how, how did it get in? Was it Quentin? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <It> was <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, so, so he goes, and then he uh, uh, looks for a chair, and then he gu guides the fellow uh, to the chair to sit him down and uh, and make him feel better. What, and, uh, what is happening with the box while this is going on? It sounds like he, is he holding uh, it. Her or Gerald has the tongs with the box. Is that right? I don't. Well, I don't know. I, that's what the part I was I was going to ask. Quentin, did you say you pulled the tongs away from him? Yes. Okay, so Quentin has the box with the tongs, and he's guiding uh, Gerald to a chair. 
And Gerald says to you, Quentin, in a very raspy, very uh, strained voice, it's time for you to leave. As I'm on my way by, I'm going to I'm gonna um, grab the box off the end of the tongs. Okay. And then head right for the door. Make a, let, let's see, Harold, let's see how stealthy you are with that. See if I can sleight of hand this. Yeah. What am I using? Dex? Sleight of hand or stealth, either one. Is there sleight of hand or stealth in this game? Yeah, there's both. Oh, can't use dexterity? Sure, I'll give you dexterity. <laughs> oh, really? Why not? Okay. Yeah, go for it. That's a whole lot better. Oh, good lord. Um, I would have actually passed on anything with that. Um, but with dexterity, it's an extreme success. Okay. So you um, you quickly slip it out from between the tongs, put it in your and pocket, and head it. out the door. Yeah. Right. Yoink. Now you got a nail in a box. Perfect. You're, you're set, man. <laughs> you're set for your uh, pinhead all, costume for Halloween. This nail. From the door, Florence just says, Quentin, come on. And uh, so at this point, I, I, I use one more uh, Herman quote um, for Gerald that I'm uh, that he said it's time to go. And I look at him and I, I, I try this. I, you know, let faith, let faith oust fact, let fancy oust memory. I look deep down and I do believe. And at that point, I want to try to re try to pull back a thread of memory of the situation that happened before, a recollection of this person that is sitting in front of me. Okay, make a pow roll. Okay. 57, I got it. Uh, just a regular success? Regular success. Yeah, so you, his face is oh so familiar, but you just, you can't, you can't place it. You know you know this face, but it just doesn't, it doesn't it make sense. But I argue if I, if I, I want to argue then, or just see for a feeling, uh, an emotion or a feeling. And that's, that's, a, that's a pushed roll. That's a pushed roll, my friend. Do it. Go so, for it. For a, a pow or something yeah. else. What's okay. that? For going on a pow roll. Again? Same yeah, roll. Uh, yeah, pow roll. Yeah. Okay, same roll. Oh my god, a two. Holy shit. <laughs> a, a zero two. Oh my god. Wow. All right. Um. You're going to have to make... The only thing is you'll have to make a sanity roll for making this. Okay. It's getting lower very fast. <laughs> so I need a 47, and it is a 100. Holy ah! shit! Ah! Ah! Oh! Oh! Do we need to take a break you so you can think not, about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you strained your brain too much after time travel. Man. Oh, no! Keep Ooh. a joy. Keep a joy. You went right. Oh, actually, uh, Michael, I want to. I, I want to tell you then, since I did roll a hundred and the, the sanity is there, I want to just tell you what Quentin would have been thinking and wanting and about this if he had any yeah. reflection. So uh, the whole Moby Dick Herman Melville story all is wrapped into one, and Quentin is starting to embody some of the uh, con feelings and notions of Ahab and his great whale, his white whale, the thing he would be searching to hunt down and destroy was would be the monster but the monster then i realized was gerald it was one and the same that was his notion all along that the creature down below was also gerald which was also this liquid and stuff 
Quentin was starting to put that together with his really good education. So to feed your 100, his sense of we're using getting a two was he knew what he knew then what Gerald was and that he had been um, Florence. I didn't tell you. So Quentin actually cracked Gerald that watermelon sound that you had heard was Quentin was uh, Gerald's uh, skull splitting open and Quentin gave him a second crack in the head after you went down the basement. Um, he wasn't gonna. What? what? I don't remember that. I no. sent it. I sent it to Michael. Quentin. In the chat, so. As you went in, um, I wasn't going to, I just suspected him too much. So uh, Quentin was absolutely sure that this Gerald character wasn't Gerald and was wrapped into this, all this other evil and perhaps even with that gunfighter. So he didn't, he was attempting to uh, protect the group. And so in protecting the group, he was a man of action and he cracked him in the head and his head, as Michael said, was like a watermelon. And so the fact that he's standing and he's there is an abomination and in, in this wickedness and and with that hundred um the only thing quentin would want to do would be to destroy this creature and the symbol of the creature then is gerald and so that would be his only notion and only care would be to uh, much like an ahab i think you've done more harm than gerald ever did <laughs> gerald uh yeah sure he well the stuff with the animals. We don't know that he's experimented on people. We've only seen a teeny little bit of what he's probably done. Yeah. So but based upon that. Well, uh, considering his basement and then he's harboring uh, malevolent creatures. Or okay, so that only you have purported to have seen. Right. So, so here's what happens. Okay. Wait, are we so going to right. break? Do you want to break? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, break I can we can one, find out what happens later. All right, okay. so uh, we'll take a break. Everybody take five, ten minutes. We'll be, we'll be back in a little bit. Okay. We're good. All right, then we are back from break. Michael, what is going to happen with Quentin's 100? Okay, so I do want to clarify because Quentin did roll an extreme success beforehand. So normally that would prevent him from taking a sanity roll. However, the reason I had him make a sanity roll is because what he saw due to that extreme success of... Gerald was he saw all of his actions way too clearly and he saw the being inside of him that was inside of Gerald so what what happened then is when he made that extreme success and you tried to recognize Gerald on that push roll it all came flooding back to you right you cracking him in the head shoving the box down his throat cracking him in the head again um, going down, wandering through the tunnels. Uh, there were there were moments and flashes in the flashlight. And this is all like simultaneously. It's just like a huge burst of information that overloads your brain. And you see the you see these kind of snapping forceps on the ends of lanky little tentacle arms. You see the tentacles shining through the light. You're you're all of a sudden talking to Herman Melville and you realize in that moment, you have this extreme clarity that the reason you're talking to Herman Melville is that the thing that was overtaking Gerald's mind is actually in your mind. And you have this complete psychological break with the fact that you're not sure if he's still in your brain, if you actually met Herman Melville, or if you only 
like hallucinated this conversation with the monster. So that was the sanity roll, mm -hmm. which was an ultimate breakdown in the in the process. However, I want to give you an opportunity before that overtakes you to like think of one round or two of movement with Gerald or actions before uh, this uh, we roll for your bout of madness. <laughs> well, this is, this is incredibly simple. So this is where uh, Quentin's mind would go back to the very end where the Pequod had been hit and smashed and Ahab had thrown the harpoon and uh, Ahab would say, and also Quentin then says, uh, whoops, let me get that. And he goes, to the last, I grapple with thee and Quentin's hands go around uh, Gerald's head and neck, and he twists it to the far side as hard as he can to snap his head uh, okay. and snap his neck. I roll a d10. And this is with madness involved. <laughs> Are you guys still in no, the is, room with them? Hmm? Yeah, oh, make, two, make two rolls. I need you to wait. First, I need you to roll a d100 for your fighting or your brawl. Oh my god. So you got the strength of madness. So I have a strength of 65, but I also have pretty darn good fighting. It's a 45. But even with that, a fighting brawl, I rolled a three. Oh, so my God. God. That's a super extreme success with oh, any wow. one of those. Your okay. rolls are crazy. So they're you, winging. You, you, yeah, they're all over the place. So you grab his head and neck snap as all of these thoughts are flooding to you as you snap his neck you all of a sudden imagine all the decapitated bodies of the battlefield the dismembered arms and legs the shots of cannonballs kind of echoing through your head rolling and the, and the and the dead and the dead seamen from the pequod who were killed yes. by Moby Dick yes and it's all blurring together roll a d10 a d10 uh, yeah. okay the d10 or oh wonderful okay and as you do this uh you feel the eyes of uh, what at first feel like spies right there's people in the corners of the room uh, make another d10 roll a seven okay you feel people looking at you from all the corners of the rooms you're being judged by the gods but also you're, you're not only being spied on by people in the room, but mm -hmm. people, when you traveled space and time, mm -hmm. those creatures that you saw in space and time are looking on you right now. It's an extreme bout of paranoia. And you uh, go, But yeah. Quentin, being an actor, would also underlyingly enjoy the uh, eyes and the and, and being looked at and being center stage he would send he would sense himself being in the center stage of all this and a and a starring role in whatever madness this is so all right then um you can you can play to it I'll, I'll i'll give you that you can play to it but it burst the the room is too much you feel the eyes and you burst out of the front of the house and if you want to burst out of the front of the house singing to them or performing for them this is what Florence and Harold are going to see right after you. They didn't see you break Gerald's neck, but they'll see you burst out of the front of the house. Like uh, Sunset Boulevard coming down the stairs. This is like a very David Lynchian moment mm -hmm. is what I'm feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, are are all the eyes watching you booing? <laughs> oh, that's good, actually, Harold. Oh, that would nice. hurt. That would sting. <laughs> yes, Quentin, and that's what's happening. That's what gets at you. What the happens? The every the eyes that you feel, mm-hmm. they don't like your performance. They're booing you. Oh, all right. I love that. Okay, and I, I go out and I burst out and I um with 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 fist shaking and I said fools, fools because I I believe they're booing my play of Moby Dick that I finally got <laughs> and it's the opening <laughs> night and Quentin Quentin is going on with lines. He says, "As for me, I am tormented with an everlasting itch for things remote." And then the booing would go on and he would be uh, jeering jeering and they he yells up, "I'll lash every one of you." And starts uh, starts getting a little wacky, I'd have to say. Okay. And so Florence and Harold, this is what you see burst out of the house. Um, then, and he's just, he's like stark raving at this imaginary audience. Oh my God, Quentin, what is happening to you? And I, fools, fools all around. Co- I said, jeering at me, a great actor the, from Boston to Washington with my opening play of Moby Dick. There's no one here. I said, nobody here. We're surrounded with thousands on opening night here in the great <laughs> capital of Washington. How did you get a ticket? Well, we, we can literally hear crickets. Oh, and I do remember sending you tickets. I do remember sending no, you tickets. No, crickets, not tickets. No, tickets. <laughs> Quentin, Quentin, do you know me? Uh, do I know Florence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I look at her and I said, "Hi." And then I would say, "Yes, of, of course. You're uh, you're that peddler of books and uh, uh books, books." Yes. Mm. Then you know we're not at a play. Let's go. And then when I say books, I pull out my copy of Moby Dick and start looking into it and get lost in a page and just start reading for a second. And I said, ah, yes, I should have put that in my play. That would have made it good. Oh, next. Quentin, 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 what happened to Gerald? I said, Gerald, Gerald was the whale. He's been harpooned and killed. Did you kill Gerald? It's not Gerald. That was Moby Dick. I said, he was, he was, he was the great evil. He was the great evil of this whole place. What I saw in the basement. What was happening to the animals? I, I'd like to go back inside. Well, well, s- silver lining here. I, I'm no longer the crazy one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I. I'm going back in. Okay. Let me, Quentin, let me finish. You take, this is your last <laughs> sanity. You take your, after that bout, you take your final three points of sanity damage. Okay. Final right. three. Ooh, boy. Luckily, he started with a good amount. And, um, um and and you after you you're not in this state for very long, like a minute or two. Um, oh, dude, uh, I need uh, before you go back inside, Florence Quentin, make a D10 roll for me. This one you want a high number. A one. Oh God. 
I'll give you, after all of that, I'll give you one more roll on that. All right. Nine. All right. Add nine points to your mythos. Ooh, mythos. That's kind of cool. Sorry, mythos. Yeah. Mythos. The mythos is... Your visage of mythos. <laughs> Would you like some caramel with your mythos? Where is our mythos roll on the on the sheet? Uh, it might be under Cthulhu mythos. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Uh, all right, Florence, you walk back into the room. Uh, this is creepy for you, right? Your skin crawls. The hair stands up on the back of your neck. I, I'm this going. Is, I'm going with her. This is quite uncomfortable. I mean, y'all just escaped out of there. The last thing that you saw was uh, Gerald with like a pair of forceps down his throat. And uh, when you walk in, it's it's really hard to see. There's a, a candle lit on the workbench. And from that glowing candlelight, uh, you see Gerald slumped over on that table where y'all originally met. So way back, I don't know, 18 sessions ago. And... He's laying there very unnaturally with his head turned at an awkward angle. There's a lot of blood and mucusy junk flowing out of his mouth, uh, but you kind of only see the dark liquid hanging out on the table. Yocker, that's the body horror. Uh, I'd like to walk over and try to take his pulse. Okay. Make a first aid roll. Uh, that's actually a hard success. He's dead. <laughs> he's real dead. <laughs> he's he's dead. And, and in fact, as you as you as you feel on the neck, you maybe even feel a protuberance of the spine. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, Harold, you're in here with me. Yeah, yep. Um, yeah, he he looks dead, all right. Uh, Quentin killed him. Yep. All of those did. words, everything he said to me from the basement. Well, he is a little loony, um, but you know, I I, I got it. I gotta say, there is definitely something really weird going on here. In uh, I, I don't necessarily condone just killing him, but. It certainly doesn't seem right what's going on here. So I uh, absolutely agree crazy, with you there. There he might be on to something in in his sort of crazy ways. Uh, but you know, not for nothing. I, I think it's really time for us to to get heading out of here. Uh, but first, is there anything else that that we might find useful in here before we go? And also, is there any indication of of us in particular being here that we can get rid of? Because I really don't want anybody thinking or knowing that that this had anything to do with us. Agreed. And I, I think no. I mean that journal that. I now have included notes of our of our experiences of our visit and other than that okay I'm just going to sort of rack my brain for a second and try to remember if there's any chance that we dropped anything here or uh, you know if there's anything else that 
um, could tie us to this location. You know, uh, yeah, obviously fingerprints aren't a thing yet. Yeah, yeah uh, that's so uh, about that. that's good. I like that. Make a. Let's see what we got here. They don't want to make you make a stealth roll because you're thinking about it. Make an intelligence roll. Okay. Uh, that is just into a hard success. Nice. So uh, you you scan the area really well, as well as you can in the darkness. Uh, you do locate a, what, what would be something of yours, Harold, that maybe would be an identifying item? Tip of a finger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tip of a finger. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Very Who's missing good. a fingertip? Yeah. That's good. So, yeah, so you go back in the kitchen, and you have that moment of clarity. You're like, oh, crap, the tip of my finger's in that blender. Well, you know, and... I was thinking of doing this anyway. Um, I'm going to steal the blender. Okay, cool. Uh, so it's it's hardwired down into the basement. Uh, so I have um, – I'm pr- actually pretty good with – electricity uh so i i have electrical repair oh Um, so i would think that i would know how to quickly just cut that cord somehow sure i'll give you that okay you want to roll on that uh sure no i'd like to just have it be successful (laughs) i knew you would (laughs) is that an option it's not like you're asking me if i had the option there let's see uh yeah it's a regular success Cool. All right. So you you snip it very quickly and it comes loose. It's bulky, right? Like it's, you know, it's it's a considerable size contraption. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you you take it out and head out. Okay. Um, and um, I am going to take the the wire that's hardware down in the basement. And I'm just going to stuff it down into the basement. Okay. Um. So he uh, uh Florence. Now this doesn't really, this isn't generally my style, but um, it, it's a pretty horrible place. Although no, no, the animals are downstairs. We we gotta let <laughs> the animals out. Burn something down. Didn't we, you already? No, I I didn't. I just got started. We cannot let them all animals starve down there. That's not okay. You're right. You're right. Let the purple animals out. Yeah, I I gotta go let them out. I can't let him starve. That'd be terrible. I'd never be able to live with myself. Yeah. We've got we've got two extremes of the moral compass in the same party. Oh, Harold, I'll help you. But what? maybe we should uh maybe we should move them in their cages to the trap door and like pulley them up because we can't just let them loose in the basement or they'll still starve. Yeah, sure, you're right. I agree. And I don't think that fox will let me carry him out. Yeah, he didn't like you very much at all. all. Nope. Uh, All right, what are we going to do with Quentin while we're doing this? Maybe. I. How far a ride was it, Michael? I forget. It was kind of far, right? It's like two and a half hours. hours. What time is it now? It's well into evening. So eight, nine o'clock. And on the us. next episode of Kill yeah, Me, Please you're Keeper. Gonna, you're going to have to bed down there for the night. Well, no. Time for us to get to town, get Yocker and Bo, get back, let the animals out, and then 
you know, get anything we need, let them see it, see if they see anything that, that needs to be taken, and then leave before daylight. Pulling an all nighter. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we don't want to. We don't want to get pinned for a murder that Quentin committed and get hanged. And I don't want to be responsible for the deaths of all them poor innocent creatures down there that have been tested on. I do agree with you there. I mean, yeah, we we could certainly go back, and I mean, I think even we should go back and find some reinforcements i don't know what to think of quentin and i do not trust him yeah for, if and i'd love else, having a few more people yeah i i don't like having my back turned on him for for that long who knows where he might go or what he might get up to so we'll just agree that we will come back for the animals okay let's let's you comfortable that. with that yep i'm okay with that as long as we okay. you know get back and that's our first priority is to get back here and, okay. and release them okay Okay, off we Let's go. Let's head back to town then. Oh, Quentin is completely sane now. Um, that's never. He'll probably happen. now. He'll probably never be completely sane after after that experience. Yeah. yeah the great yeah. mind expansion. It was like a Timothy yeah. Leary thing. Yeah. He makes Harold look sane, so he's not doing so great. <laughs> All right, so we're heading back to town. Try okay. to find Yocker and Bo and Philip. I... We don't know Philip's off doing something else, but. So, Bo, we need to we need to flash back, do a little time warp with you for a moment. And <laughs> when you searched the saddlebag and you failed that roll, yeah, uh, you did find a book with blank pages. A book with blank pages. And it's up to you whether you keep it or not. But I needed to go back and I forgot that you did find a book with blank pages. Uh, well, given it's an older looking book, uh, but I, yeah, I definitely would have kept it, uh, knowing that uh, Florence and Harold have been interested in books, and plus the dissonance that uh, this smelly old, stinky, hairy guy would have uh, a book on him. So uh, yeah, I would have taken it. Okay, perfect. All right. So then Don't we forget Yocker's mad smart, so you probably want to show the book over to you. Uh, yeah, while we were traveling, yeah. uh, I would have showed you the book. We all got attacked by the flying things. Yeah, um, and then I, I caught up to them because they were still leading a lame horse. Right. Where I was, you know, going to. And that's where you got attacked by the flying things, and y'all headed up into town. So yeah. you. You haven't really had a chance to, sh you wouldn't, that's why I didn't oh, okay. feel bad. Yeah, yeah, let's wait until, because we were going to, I was going to like hunker down by Florence's, yeah. assuming that that's where they were going to come back. And so, you're, uh, you're also, you're, we left off, you were talking to the woman in town uh, whose uh, husband had gotten picked up. Uh, yeah, I talked to her and then Yakra and I. Yeah, I we, think, so uh, we chased, we realized we couldn't catch and then we headed back into town. Oh, that's right. And then, uh, yeah, I was asking if there was any. Oh, that's right. I promised her. Oh, shit. Yeah, I promised her I would uh, uh, find her husband uh, for And then her. two minutes later, we came back. We're like, well, we tried. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. All right. So y'all are talking to her right now? Well, I think I no, ra wrapped that up. I think wrapped uh, it up. Yeah. You yeah. had left with the intent to go figure out who else was snatched. 
who the oh, other person oh, that's was. Right, we saw two people. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just try to find someone who's kicking up a fuss. More yeah, than... so, so a little further up, y'all are in kind of the northeast quadrant of town and a little further up that road to the north, uh, you see, you know, another big group of people and uh, it's, you know, it's kind of in the flickering firelight of some roadside torches or gas lights, but uh, you, you see a whole lot of people hunkered around somebody. Okay, uh, Yaker, I, uh, I'm hoping maybe we can get a different uh, perspective from this other person, these other witnesses, maybe. Yeah, let's head on over and check it out. And I also want to find out if the people that were snatched had anything in common. Okay, or, yeah, it's a great idea. Well, that, that's because I'm Yaker. That's what I do. So, uh, yeah, we pull up uh, the horses by uh, where the commotion is. Uh, hey, hey there, folks. We, uh, we seen that uh, uh, met a woman back there said her husband was uh, taken by some a bat-like creature. Uh, when we came into town, we saw these things flying away. They had two. Each one had a person. Did someone, someone missing a? And you're pretty much you're you're cut off. And there there, uh, there's there's a group of people, and there's a woman sitting up, and she's just absolutely distraught. And they're holding her up on either side by her arms, mm. and she's she's just screaming out right like sammy my sammy oh little sammy where did oh, you go no. no they took you i just then, say i just yell does anyone here know what happened and anyone seen anything we're gonna go putting together a group of people trying to see if we can find the people what were took but we need to know more and and uh, one of the women holding her up by the by the right arm just looks at you and says, I, I "Came out of nowhere. It's it's not the first time, but they just they just snatched him." What do you mean it's not the first time? I mean it's it's happened before. Oh, would, would I not have heard of it? Oh, What's that's up? right. I'm yeah, a local. Her? Yeah, I'm yeah. a local. And and it's been a long time since it's happened, um, years maybe even. Oh, okay. So maybe I was younger and wasn't paying attention. But you sure. so you can make else... a you can make an idea roll or a knowledge roll on that. Make a knowledge roll. All right. Uh, fifty-five. What is now? Oh no. Uh, what the hell is knowledge? No, it's the stuff in your brain from life experience. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, I got it. <laughs> All right, because it says edu, and it's then EDU. in smaller letters. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, so you do remember that uh, a couple of years ago that somebody was snatched off the streets at night there was a, a horrible shrieking and wailing sound that you heard as it went over the town flapping. 
you never saw anything and there were kind of all these local legends about uh, about so the, I, yeah, the carrion bats and so I didn't think it was real. I, I remember something happening years ago and I don't have any recollection of thinking it was real, but then they just knocked me off my horse and I saw it was a big bad creature. I can't believe it happened all those years ago and I didn't believe it. Well, make a, one of you make a spot hidden. Uh, I, I think I've got a good one of those. Let me see. Uh, yep. Mine's decent. Uh, didn't make it. 62 out of, I needed a 50. Okay. And and you just oh, noticed something. Just one uh, of us or both of us? You can make it, Yocker. Go for it. I did, and I got a two. Ooh, Holy shit. Eagle-eyed Yocker. Yeah, and what you see is you see the woman that's talking to you and and holding this woman up by her arm. She's, um, she she dabs something on the on the shoulder of the woman she's holding up and she's just kind of like like she has something uh, sticky uh, on her fingers and she's crafty trying to, and uh booger i'm gonna come to over it I'm away gonna, yep i'm gonna take one of the glass jars because i had some that i'd gotten earlier from dick okay uh, uh philip and um i'm gonna come over and say if it's okay i want to take some of the uh that i just saw you had some of the looks like stuff from the, and the other woman's wailing i mean she is just screaming yeah, i'm talking i'm talking face. to the woman right but it makes it really calling. hard for the other woman to hear you because this woman is just screaming in your face i mean yeah. she's bawling her son's just been ripped off the streets yeah. at night and I, i'm gonna try and get her to hear me and say you know and we're, we're trying to catch them and we're working with harold who's a good scientist and maybe we can use this to catch them and is it okay if I take some of the stuff? Okay. Make if a. She, per, if she, make, oh, sorry. Can you persuade her or what you got? Charm, something like that? Let me see. Do, 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 do. Yocker looks for his stats right now. He's looking up. He's oh, looking up. down. He can't find the alphabet right all right now uh yeah. no i neither of them are good i guess i could try and intimidate her so let uh, me just uh, maybe okay. i i can come in and uh just try to get her attention so you don't even have to talk to her you yeah. can just i go ma'am ma'am look at me look at me I, I in order to help this woman i'm gonna need you to tell me what you've seen and as he's doing Man, that, look I'm over gonna here. reach over. Tell me. And I'm gonna reach over and try and take a little bit of the the stuff. Okay. Great. Uh make a dex roll as you do that. All right. <laughs> Chris, you know. Uh, what we you were got waiting. it on me. Oh, it's in my eye. You know what we were waiting for, Chris, right? What? You're trying to get a woman to snap oh, out of something. Shut up. <laughs> Don't even bring that up. That was another that was not streamed in any way. Oh, I got a five. Oh, I get to be the one who's not in the joke. <laughs> you were there, there think, Emily. Yeah, you just that don't was, remember. It was like episode two or no, episode No, it wasn't three. even. This was way before we, were, we weren't even recording then. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. I remember. I got a five, so that's the best success. All right, so you very swiftly and deftly um, scoop a large amount of this stuff off her shoulder and into this jar uh, in the middle of the commotion. 
Okay, and then once I see that he did what he wanted to do, I go, uh, okay, okay, I'm I'm sorry, I understand, everyone's distraught here, but, you know, once you settle down, we're going to have to get together and figure out how we're going to get these people back, so... Hey, Keeper, do I know, so this child that was taken, do I know who it is? I'm trying to think if my knowledge of the town would help me to understand if the two people that were taken had any connection or if they didn't seem connected at all. Sure, make a make an idea roll uh, on that one. It's awful hard for me to fail this one. Which pretty much guarantees you you're going to fail it. <laughs> yep. There oh no go. no, I got a fifteen. Okay. Uh, hard success. Yeah, the the, or the extreme success. Yeah, the super duper success. The guy that was taken, uh, he's just he's kind of a town drunk and asshole and he does some odd jobs but you know no real status whatsoever and then the woman's child who was taken um totally different very pious members of the church and there's really there's nothing at all related about the two that were captured at what time was it that like i don't remember the time of day what time of the day is it that around when they were taken it was it was well beyond dusk, so like yeah. Plus seven seven thirty eight o'clock region, maybe even later because y'all went around. I'm just yeah. wondering why she's walking around at this time of night with her child. Who the fuck are you to judge? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, maybe they're going to late mass it's or something. Not like their street lights. I don't. I'm assuming people weren't out walking around with their youngins. Maybe what? they had dinner at a friend's house. <laughs> Because that was typical. They're out for an evening stroll. What's wrong with that? Yeah, yeah you know what they night. would do. Yeah, they just... would do in uh, in colonial times. They had something called second sleep. So they would sleep for four hours. That's not sketchy at all. And then they would wake right. up and they'd like, uh, you know, they had those uh, like laptop. They'd go desk grave, things. Robin. Dee, 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 you know, blah blah blah. And something else they would do, or they would pray if they were pi- particularly pious. But something else they would do is go sit on the porch of other people and visit in the middle of the night and then come back and sleep another three or four hours. I what? thought I didn't know anything about that till I uh, started living here. I thought that was so weird. And if they're yep, hobbits, they have second breakfast weird. and 11Zs. Yeah, 11Zs, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just a normal person thing to do. So, yeah, the um, idea that you'd be up in the middle of the night, you know. Yep. All right, so no connection and nothing sus. Gotcha. Uh, you can ask her while they were at, why they were out. Oh, she's screaming. She's not gonna. You can you can try Yocker's amazing charm. I'm sure yeah. she'll she'll take well to your criticism. No. Or for child ma'am, ma'am, hopefully your child. The last thing he remembers is that you had him out at night. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh! Alone. <laughs> Yocker. Okay. Your mom shaming. <laughs> no. Yocker feels terrible for her. I well, I, so, yeah, we'll, uh, this is all a bunch of, there's a confusion here, Yocker. I think we're going to have to get together with our, our group and figure out what we're going to do. I don't even know if they'll get themselves all sorted out before morning. And I think the one else, one other thing we got to pay attention to is our friend Philip. He had a bullet in his leg. Oh, I we thought got... he—I thought he hobbled off to take care of himself. 
Well, as long as he's getting the medical attention he needs, but I don't know if there's going to be anyone paying attention to him with all this other stuff going on. So, yeah, or did he say he was going to Body Bills? Do you, do you think he was going to hook up with a, a you know, fancy when, lady? When I have a bullet wound in my Wanda? leg, I, that's not a yeah, yeah. yeah. Itchy what, Wanda. Was, what was it, Itchy Wanda? Yeah, was Itchy gonna... Wanda. Itchy Wanda, come suck maybe the bullet could, out. Yeah, maybe, exactly, right? I don't know. Maybe he knew his, <laughs> his hours were numbered, and he just wanted to go out with uh, someone on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> man on top <laughs> oh that that could be you no. never know with philip he's uh <laughs> the best part was chris didn't even know that line yep <laughs> oh did i do a callback yes you, you did, did it the oh, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> oh all right so all right I so, I think yeah i we'll think we should is... head we should head back and wait for the others uh hopefully yeah they'll... we can either uh we could I'm assuming we've got paper somewhere. Like we could leave a note that we're going to be at Seraphim Falls and to come get us when they sure. get back. Sure. Yeah, Yocker. Oh yeah. Can Speaking you, of paper, I got this uh, empty book here. We could tear. A oh, page. let's. No, tear we're not. It. We want to huh. examine that book before we tear it apart. Oh yeah, Yocker. I forgot to tell you. I fished this out of the saddlebags of that fellow that uh, Philip shot. And it's empty. The pages are blank. Yeah, it's all antique looking with its binding, and even the pages are all aged. But uh, there's there's nothing on it, you know. Uh, you know, you know anything I about putting lemon juice on a piece I was gonna of paper? Say, to... I wonder if there's <laughs> hidden if there's hidden writing in there. Well, that's why I, I give it to you. You're a smarter. Wait, what is your intelligence? Ninety. Oh yeah, you are a much smarter man than me. So yeah, I tell you, if you can think of anything, here here you go. Yeah, let's check it out. And I'll go. So go back to Seraphim Falls, get a piece of paper, just write a note. Uh, you know, stick it with a pin to the door, on the bookstore, just saying to come get us when they get back. Okay. And then we'll go um, check out the book, uh, and I want to just sort of do an inspection and obviously wait till Florence because. I'm guessing Florence is going to have some good ideas about it. Yeah. Well, okay. you can you can you know check it for invisible ink if you want. Yeah, yeah, and I want to check it for invisible before, ink before before they come back. So, and if we're waiting, what I want to do is I want to get to uh, uh, like a candle behind it and hold it up and see if I can see any like impression, sort of like a what's a, I don't know how to say it a palmisette. Um, where like they a, do with grave rubbings where you yeah yeah where there's like i could see the impressions of letters even if i can't see the yeah. writing of letters okay make make a spot hidden is this really a spot hidden i think it's exactly a spot this, hidden. okay really then a, you're looking then for something Yocker's, hidden okay, really no. a spot hidden Yocker tells me what to do this I, but do this it. isn't like i'm i'm walking Wait. around hoping to like see something out of the corner I'm of my making, eye. I'm making a spot hidden here. You're, you're looking for oh. something that's what on the page, Scott? That's that's what? It's it's on the page, but you can't quite see it. No, no he's just, like I said, he's <laughs> describing it. I rolled a, uh, oh, Yocker, I was feeling around with my fingers to see if I could feel any, like, uh, impressions of where someone might have been writing. Yep. And also, and I'm holding I rolled, it up so you can look at it. And I rolled, like, an extreme success. Oh, I rolled my goodness, a nine that's amazing. Out of 50. Oh my lord, there is some sort of 
this yeah the paper ain't smooth there's like some <laughs> should i i don't know what's going on with the keeper <laughs> can you make a sanity roll to go along with that extreme success Bo? oh sure oh dear oh lordy oh i rolled an 81 my sanity <laughs> is 70. whoa Right. Whoa, whoa, that don't feel right. No, whoa. it don't. Sweet, <laughs> oh, it don't. Sweet baby Jesus. Okay. I, I can't stop touching it. Make me stop, Yaker. Make me stop. The evil in the pages shoots up through your fingers. It, it infests your veins. It makes you shiver. You see worlds at war. You, you see blood pouring out over Ooh. battlefields. People... Um, people's bodies decomposing and turning into flies into swarms of flies that infest oh, fields and turn into locusts and invade people's bodies it's this overwhelming sense of dread and awfulness take six points of sanity damage Ooh, well, thanks be thank god i got a yeah what i got here i got quite a decent wow. uh, how many points six I can't case. believe how many sanity points you have. So I am down to 53. Yeah, too. That's... And guess More what? You get to make an intelligence roll with that six points of sanity loss. Oh, thank God. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> Did you make it? Uh, it's a hard success. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> so with that, uh, make a D10 roll. All righty. <laughs> Uh, Ted, this is oh. oh yay! This is what you get for fondling my book. Oh <laughs> uh, well, with the D10, you get to make a D100 roll. Ooh, to find Ooh. out what sort of nuts I become. Uh, Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Oh. This is a this is a good one for me to to mispronounce. It's called Dacnomania. Ooh, do you want to um, tell me in a in a note? That way the others don't know and I can act it oh, out. Sure. Oh, um, and it fits with you actually quite well, Bo. Oh, cool. So. So I'm typing out to Bo right now. And. Oh. Huh. Uh, in that I want to? Yes. Or in that yes. really? Yeah. I, oh. And so, <laughs> oh, so I oh, think that okay. that's okay. Oh, and so the revenge would play into that. But all of a sudden it's gonna overtake every decision. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um this this overwhelming the 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 scenes of war they all of a sudden become highly personal yeah. moments of revenge well, okay some people might get this i i wanna feel veins between my teeth <laughs> kill, kill 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 ah uh, it's thanksgiving it is thanksgiving <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, uh, you, yeah, you. Yeah, it's a pop cultural snippet that you missed every that, Thanksgiving since every I was a Thanksgiving. teenager. Yeah. 
It's uh, Arlo Guthrie's uh, Alice's restaurant. restaurant. It's like Accepting a what? Alice. It's like a fifteen-minute story. Uh, twenty. Yeah, I think. Twenty. Twenty-minute yep. story. Yeah. Yep. And every Thanksgiving, I, I listen <laughs> to that. Uh, my whole family now. My wife's from Venezuela. Um, oh yeah. Sixteen-year-old. We all love it. We all sit around and sing it every Thanksgiving. Yep. Great story. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, that's me now. So, <laughs> I don't know for how long, but so what do I? It. So I, I'm watching Bo. Oh, so I went. What probably, do I? I probably went into some sort of. Yeah, uh, I had a look of horror on my face, oh, and I God. was like frozen solid. All right, so as soon as, <laughs> and then and then he pulls out. <laughs> so glad this is video as well. <laughs> And then, and then he pulls out his pistol, right? Oh, He's like, your intent, roll a d10. We'll find out how long it lasts here. Six. Okay. So, you know, I, it's not long. It's just a couple minutes. But it, okay. this is this is going to be everything that you do. for You throw the book down. You go storming out, Yocker. Yeah. You see him just storm out. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. Anyone gets in my way, going to be killed, too. Yocker, get out of my way! I swear I'll kill you. <laughs> For what it's worth, I'm not getting in your way. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the book. <laughs> I'm taking the book, and I look at the book, and I'm like, "That's ah, some bad shit." And, and then I just the book storm. Away, I just storm like, out into the I'm streets. Like, nice knowing you, Bo. <laughs> Bo, make a luck. Jack Crab, I'ma find you. I'ma kill you. Make a luck roll. Uh, made it thankfully. I've got a seventy luck, so it would have been hard for me to hey, so hard you're, for me to miss that. You're wa- you're walking out into the streets, stark raving mad, screaming for Jack Crab, and from the other end of the street, you hear a very drunken, "Damn you, Huckleberry!" Oh, you're kidding me! Wait, ah! drunken what? What about Huckleberry? <laughs> It, uh, it's the from the movie um it's from uh, yeah go ahead uh, what what's the title of the movie yeah I can't, it's the Wyatt Earp movie uh tombstone tombstone oh it's uh, one of my favorite quotes in all of movie dome well then what's the Wait, i yeah, want to write the, down the, the quote, quote but what's the quote oh i'm your huckleberry ah okay yeah it's uh this great scene where uh the guy who has tb what's him doc holiday so there's this asshole played by Val Kilmer. Yep, there's this asshole that uh, he's a bully and he fancies himself a shootist, gunslinger, and uh, he's picking on this guy, uh, calling him out for a fight, and he knows he's going to kill the guy because it would be like someone calling Harold out for a gunfight. Oh, and so uh, he calls the guy out, and the guy shows up. Harold's actually very good with a gun. Okay, well, the guy shows up, and uh, the guy's all like, <laughs> I didn't think you'd show up. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. And then all of a sudden, from out of the bushes, Doc Holliday, who's like a legendary gunslinger, steps out, and he goes, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> meaning Huckleberry, meaning he thought this kid was going to be like a Huckleberry, like a yokel. <laughs> and Doc Holliday said, mm I'm your Huckleberry. And then he has to get into a fight with Doc Holliday, and he gets killed. So it's, a great, alert. it's a great, great oh. moment. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Does it really count for a movie that's like 
30, 40 years old. That's true. I mean, yeah, yeah Emily, Emily just managed to find out that the droid in Alien was a bad guy. And then she played him perfectly. Oh, but that's wow. for another Wait, she night. found out after the fact that yeah, the droid she... was a bad guy? Like, wow. I hadn't watched Alien until a few weeks ago. Oh, hmm. so you did role, perfectly role-played And somehow I lived my entire life without hearing any spoilers. Scott, you never will see it. And I never will see it. Nope. I could see Scott watching yeah, the first not, 30 not. seconds screaming in his highest pitch scream and turning yeah. off the TV. No, I, th I think he'd be good scene. until that he'd scene. He'd be like yeah. the first 30 minutes. Right. Yeah, they, yeah, no, there's a long exposition before it yeah. gets to... Yeah, it's there actually a, really, really beautiful. You know what scene got yeah. me? The scene where he was doing that trick with the knife, with the hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Wait, he, I, I couldn't take that scene. Was that the original or the second one? That was the original, I think. I don't remember anyone doing I don't that. remember a knife trick. One. He put his yeah. hand over someone else's hand. That is aliens. Yeah. Yeah, that's the second okay, one. So right? That's the second. Oh, is that okay. the second one? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's okay. pretty mild mannered in the first one. Oh, okay. They're, but I know. saw that scene and I was like, oh, I can't take this. That's yeah. too stressful. Yeah, and like the wood chips start yeah. coming off the table. Yeah. But mm -hmm. but like Emily says, the first let's say half an hour is just a beautiful movie. Like when they find stuff, it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. You don't, uh, if you didn't know it was a horror movie, you would probably, it would almost be like 2001. Where, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. the magnificence of space exploration. Yeah, it's definitely got some space opera. And then all of a sudden it becomes laser focused on <laughs> then, claustrophobic horror. Then something terrible happens. Wow, I was going to say. All right, let's close this puppy down. All right. Uh, dude, I was not ready for that. Well, I was totally rambling. I thought we were already off the air. Oh, no, no, no. We <laughs> Here I am telling a 20-minute windbag story about Tombstone. I was all with that. That was great. All right. Here we go. Thank you for joining us tonight under the library. As always, this has been a hoot. Join us next time. In the meantime, uh, you can find us online. We are on Twitter, on under the LIB. Uh, you can find us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts or just find us on the website underthelibrary.com so Rick, bring us some flowers <laughs> yeah uh so yeah we'll be back with a full crew next week so for me for michael for scott emily chris and wayne thanks for joining us see you next time <laughs>